right. Welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark. In this show, we are going to talk to you about what's happening in the markets. And now we are trading it. Today is Tuesday, August 22nd. And yesterday, the Nasdaq snapped a four-day losing streak and rallied over 1.5%. So is the selling over or was this just a cadet cat bouncing? We also have some earnings. And one of the earnings affects one of our stocks, CSIQ. So we'll take a look at this. Is CSIQ soaring after earnings or dropping? And what do we do? So we'll take a look at this. But if this is your first time here, I'm Marcus Hardcutter. This is my head coach, Mark Hodge, and we are real traders who trade live accounts. So therefore, we got a lot of trading experience, and we're showing you how we trade these crazy markets. So trust me, we know our stuff, and we're not afraid to tell you like it is. So if you're here looking for some honest insights into the fascinating world of trading, you are in the right place. And uh, I mean, I just said it, Mark, yesterday, the Nasdaq snapped its four-day losing streak. So is it over? <laughs> you never know. You never know. But, you know, I think it was a nice little bounce, even though last week was uh, uh, another losing week. A nice start to the week on Monday here with this pop in the Nasdaq and the best month or the best day of the month for the Nasdaq. Yeah, so far, so good. I mean, uh, S&P also bounced back yesterday and the Dow. Uh, today, a little bit of a different story. I mean, if you look at a five-minute chart, we just talked about it with our mastermind members. It almost looks like a repeat of yesterday. First, we're opening higher, pulling back, filling the gap, and then some, and then rallying. So today, we open higher, filling the gap, and then a little bit lower. And right now, we are slightly up again. So deja vu. It looks like it, and uh, I, I think that we're going to see a, a similar chart uh, compared to what we had yesterday with a little more follow-through. It does look like traders are trying to figure out what comes next, what to do at this point. Is it uh, buy the dip scenario after consecutive losing weeks, or is there more fear and worry? Uh, but like we mentioned yesterday, even though it seems to be uh, that this pullback seems to be driven by concerns in China and the Fed, it really seems like it's just a, an excuse uh, attributing those two things to this pullback when really profit taking was uh, was due. It was we were ready for it. Was pullback. inevitable, yeah. And uh, I mean, the the big news this week on the economic calendar will be on Friday when Powell is speaking at Jackson Hole. So that will be the big one because everybody wants to know what is the Fed thinking right now. So do they think that they have done enough for now that they can pause? Uh, is it where they are still concerned and are talking about raising interest rates? And if so. How much longer? I mean, this is where I think that's a pretty big unknown. And until then, not a whole lot going on. And I, I think the focus is more on earnings right now until Friday rolls around. We've had some retail companies reporting earnings and uh, some some decent moves uh, for sure. Yeah, because if you, if you look at the, the earnings uh, calendar, uh, so, I mean, this is where um, yesterday after the close, we had Zoom reporting. Uh, then we had uh, this morning Lois reporting. I think Macy's also reported earnings. Dick's yep. sporting good. So, and then the big one will be tomorrow after the close. NVIDIA. Everybody seems to wait on NVIDIA. And while everybody is waiting, I mean, NVIDIA made a move over the last two days. Today, uh, just slightly down. 
Uh, but this is where just, uh, I mean, NVIDIA has been on a tear. This year, did you see? Uh, I think it was this year to date. Look at this. 212% up. Crazy, crazy. And at the open, making new highs of the year before reversing. Yeah. So, but you said there there were a few earnings. So let, let's talk about this. You want to start with uh, DKS, Dick Sporting Goods? Sure. Yeah, so they are getting hammered right now. The company missed earnings expectations uh, and they provided outlook that had some investors a little bit worried. So revising their outlook. Uh, so overall uh, a miss and attributing some of the losses to theft, but uh, hey, traders aren't liking it either way. <laughs> I mean, the, the surprise and profitability down by 25% versus the expected. Yeah. I mean, that's a big, big, big miss. I mean, the, the revenue uh, pretty much in line, but if you have kind of the same revenue, but 25, 26% less profits, yeah, ouch, this hurts. Yep. Macy's, another retailer reporting earning this morning, and also Macy's down 10%. Yeah, traders not liking that earnings from Macy's, even though Macy's had an earnings beat and also a revenue beat. Uh, they took a cautious approach to uh, guidance and uh, said there was a 41% reduction in net credit card revenue year over year because of an increase in delinquency. So even though an earnings beat uh, on the record, investors a little bit, cautious with that report and uh, Macy's down over 10%. Yeah. AMC, you got to talk about AMC. I mean, they are uh, doing their stock conversion, I believe, was it today or tomorrow where they're converting their uh, preferred stocks over to, to regular stocks. And I mean, they have been hammered over the past few days. They have, and I don't know exactly uh, if it's today or tomorrow, but investors not liking the dilution of shares there. It seemed like uh, back in July that maybe the courts were going to uh, stop that or prevent that from happening. And as it's uh, getting right there to, to taking place, AMC just sliding big. Yeah, I mean, after this this court decision, uh, I'm trading as high as $6. This morning trading at $2.50, so not looking good for them. Also, saw that uh, the the home builders start to roll over. I mean, home builders were just on a tear. I mean, here we are seeing uh, Leonard Group and also up this year twenty seven percent. I mean, that's uh, over for a year forty one percent. We have DHR, Dr Horton um, that did uh, not as well as as Leonard. Um, but if you are looking at this, it seems that the higher interest rates. I mean, they, they do some damage to the economy and we see we see that uh, mortgage applications are going down but as you said i mean even macy's saw some delinquencies because i mean rates are up again sure and i mean this move in the home builders it, it it's on one hand it's explainable and it's also hard to explain and you know conceptually with a higher interest rate environment are you kidding me like you just can't well, you could buy half the house that you could uh, two years ago, right? And uh, this is interesting to me, but of course, part of the issue or part of the, the gains have been because there's a supply issue in the housing market. And so maybe that's creeping up. 
Uh, home sales declined at a faster pace than expected in July with uh, higher prices. This was according to the National Association of Realtors. So the you know, little pullback now taking place, maybe playing catch up. Yeah, because looking at the 10 year yield, we talked about it yesterday, but looking at the weekly chart, we are at highest levels at levels that we haven't seen since 2007. I mean, just uh, look at this, how they have risen. I mean, last year, we already know this, but even this year, I mean, going back to a daily chart, I mean, this year from going to 3.3 to 4.3, a whole percentage point. I mean, that's a massive move. And another one that's a little bit difficult to explain, not necessarily this increase, but yesterday while the NASDAQ was having its best day uh, of the month, you have the 10-year yield hitting highs that we haven't seen since 2007, like you said. Typically, higher interest rates are really a bad thing for tech, and tech is down on this, this, but not the case. So a few things hard to explain in the market right now. Yeah, and I just want to take a look at the probabilities of the Fed raising rates. Uh, it's, it's back kind of to 84%. It was at 88.5% for the longest time that the Fed is not doing anything at the next meeting. Climbed up to as high as uh, 90% and something. Right now, 84%. But the majority of traders uh, are factoring in that the Feds will not raise interest rates. But again, Friday could be the big day. It could. Comments from Pal always significant. We'll see if he stirs the the market up or not. Yeah. Traders still expecting that around May uh, we might see a reduction in interest rates. But again, this I think will be completely reshuffled on Friday. All right. Well, let's talk about our open positions to show you what we are doing, how we are trading the markets here and uh, Looking at the portfolio, first we have here ALB. I mean, ALB is just performing beautifully. I mean, in ALB, I got assigned at 192.50, you got assigned at 190. Uh, it dipped a little bit lower. Yesterday, we were able to sell calls against our posi existing position. Today, we see a little bit of a pullback. So, uh, I mean, you and I, we talked about it yesterday after the show. I mean, we wouldn't mind riding this up to maybe 195, uh, maybe even to 200. This yeah. does not seem to be a big move for ALB. Uh, Albemarle. How do you pronounce this? Albemarle? Hey, it's LAB, ALB. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we, we do see short-term support established around 180, 181, and that's all up. So now getting a little bit of a pop. Uh, this morning, if you didn't have an opportunity to sell calls and you're trading the wheel, great premium in that 190, 192.50 area. Probably even could have gone to 195 with the early pop. Right. Loving this and looking good. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we're not yet considering rolling because it's Tuesday. So there's still a lot of premium in the option for Friday. But uh, come around Thursday, Friday, we could consider rolling or let it expire worthless, depending what ALB wants to do over the next few days. But this is just a, a picture perfect uh, trade right now for exactly what we want to see. Getting assigned a little bit under our assigned price, then being able to sell calls. So let's see what happens here over the next few days. CSIQ, we'll talk about that in a moment because CSIQ reported earnings this morning. So what did they do? We'll check this out. GM, a trade that I'm in, uh, I sold the 32, 
also behaving nicely right now. It's at 33.18. I've not been able to uh, buy back the puts that I sold uh, because I'm looking for 90% of the max profits. Uh, but I, I'm okay. I'm even okay getting assigned in GM here, but uh, no, nothing really happening here. So, any another one? We got assigned at 69.50. That, uh, I mean, this is where we are waiting for what happened in ALB. A little bit of a quick pop so that we can sell calls against our positions. We're slightly down. We are down, what, uh, two and a half dollars here. Uh, th that's not a whole lot, but we need a little bit of pop of probably going back up to 68, 68.50 before we can yeah. start selling calls against our existing position. Because right now, if you take a look at the calculator and we see where we are right now, so we want to sell the 69.50 where we got a sign and uh, it doesn't seem that there's enough premium. So the bid ask is 10 by 15 cents. That would give us only 13% annualized. We're looking for at least 30% annualized. So we want to see at least 23 cents in premium. So we, we would uh, need a, a little bit of a pop here. Yeah, pausing at these uh, at these lows that we've had. So let, let's see the pop tomorrow. Yeah, I'll take it today, but I think it's coming. <laughs> yeah. All right, PNC uh, today a little bit down, um, a little bit more than the market. So down two percent. I didn't even see why this is. So we're right back in the middle of this range. Uh, we liked it much better when it was on the top of the range here. We were able to sell calls. So right now, this is a waiting game. So we have to wait until we see a little bit more of a pop. Did you see any reason why um, we are pulling back in PNC? It's just, uh, this is broad in financials. I'm, I'm not 100% sure if this was the driving it or not. But I, I saw a report that Insignio Business entered into an agreement to acquire certain accounts overseen by segments of PNC Financial. Um, not sure if that's really what's driving this or not, because that news came out yesterday and today it opened flat. So it, it yeah. could be more that it's it's just banks getting down. Uh, that's what I see. I mean, JP Morgan is down 1.87%. Bank of America is down one, almost 2%. Wells Fargo is down. Citi is down 1.5%. And if you look at some other the other regional banks, uh, I mean, pretty much all regional banks are down. So that's pretty much in line with what's happening in the yeah. overall market. Okay. Just wasn't able to, to look into this earlier. Okay. Going back here. Uh, so what else do we have? CSIQ. But uh, you also have uh, UPS. Yes. I think UPS is solid stock and owning it at 167.50. I welcome uh, that entry right now, still above the strike that I've sold. We'll see what happens this week. Nothing to do right now. Yep. But 167.50 looks good to me. Okay. All right. Now let's talk about CSIQ. And before we go to the chart of uh, CSIQ, that's where we talked about the the earnings analysis, right? And that typically they are beating uh, EPS guidance and that uh, we see an up move here. However, today, a different story. So looking at CSIQ, I actually want to hop over here so that we see CSIQ right now down 10 and a half percent, even though, I mean, EPS, they beat it again. By quite a lot. Yeah, again, uh, an earnings beat. And this was higher uh, yet yesterday after the close and also this morning. And the initial reaction seemed positive. 
opened and just tanked. So uh, the could be the biggest single day loss since March 2022. I'm a little surprised by this one, Marcus, just because there were some other solar companies that uh, adjusted their guidance and uh, the those individual companies react negatively to that. But CSIQ was kind of falling as well. So I thought a lot of uh, the guidance issue was priced into the market. But hey, looks like I'm wrong. Uh, some I, more downside today. I agree. And this might be an overreaction. And we have actually done earnings plays like this. If we wouldn't own CSIQ, we'll take a look at the chart. I would probably trade it right now because take a look at this. Oh, yeah. I mean, the EPS came in 57%. That's the profits, right? I mean, so yes, their revenue declined by 5%, but their profits went up by 57%. That for me is a solid company. So this is where looking at the chart here and uh, looking a little bit at the longer term chart, we were looking at shorter term support right here at 35. But now take a look at this. Previously, it was resistance, now support, a possibility of selling puts here at 26. I mean, if I wouldn't be in CSIQ, I would definitely take a look at this as an opportunity as a quick earnings play, uh, because that's what we like to do when we see an overreaction to take advantage of this. Yeah, and the revenue cut uh, for the full year 2023, previously the consensus was 9.27 billion, so 9 to 9.5 billion, and now they're saying 8.5 to 9 billion. Yeah, it, guidance it has uh, has weakened, but it still looks like it's pretty solid. So I, I, it looks like an overreaction, but hey, this is a, a good one to, to talk through. I, I think it's great for the channel and, and traders and how we manage it. And uh, it's fun when it's easy, but you learn when it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the big questions is always, okay, should we fly a rescue mission right now? And I mean, even though it looks tempting, our rule of thumb is that we are flying a rescue mission when the stock is down 30%. So it would have to yep. move down to 2450 uh, when we are considering it. So right now, we'll just wait and see, especially since here, uh, if you look at a five-minute chart, um, CSIQ had the initial reaction, the initial fall seemed to have stopped right now. So I think that traders assessing it of what happened here and also agree that this might have been a little bit overreacted because you said it. I mean, it kind of has been baked in with the other solar companies already providing lower guidance. So we will see here. I still like the fundamentals. I like the profitability. and. I mean, we're talking about revenue of how many billions? Six billion per year? Yeah. I mean, and the PE ratio is 6.9 now. So a super low PE ratio for a uh, solar company. Yeah, that's the other thing. Uh, because uh, what are some, some other solar companies that we uh, looked at recently? Do you remember? It's not JKS, that's a Chinese one. What was the other one? Was it? Oh, ENPH. Yeah, that's just what I pulled yeah. up. ENPH, uh, that's also a solar company. Look at this, a PE ratio of 39, 39. So if, if you look at this, and uh, there's also Solar Edge Technologies uh, that has a PE ratio of 48. So if you look at competitors and you see that they are 
based on their earnings, uh, pretty heavily priced. I do believe that there might be some buying coming in for people who are interested in solar companies, hedge funds possibly. I don't know. Warren Buffett is not the biggest solar guy. He likes good old uh, oils, oil and gas companies, so he will not step in. But I do believe that this uh, CSIQ is an attractive company. However, we'll see. Trade what you see, not what you think. We follow our plan and our plan is to fly a rescue mission once we see that we are down 30% from the initial entry price. Yeah. And we'll leave it at that. <laughs> we'll leave it at this. Uh, I mean, let, let us know. Do you find this this analysis helpful as we are going through this? Because if you do, uh, give us a thumbs up. And if you're new to the channel, consider subscribing because this way you got a notification whenever we go live. And we're live here every day. So we'll be back here with you tomorrow to keep you posted of what's happening with our position and also new trading opportunities. So stay tuned and we'll see you tomorrow. Happy trading, everybody. <laughs>